Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we try to figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Benedict. And I'm Brian. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on with consulting. Today is September 17th, and I am feeling inspired. This is episode number nine, and I am feeling a bit overwhelmed with work. Okay. Do you want to... You're inspired. That, that, sounds, that sounds way more fun than being overwhelmed. <laughs> I, had a, I, had a really, I had an amazing day yesterday, but I've also just had a, a pretty good week. Um, <laughs> yesterday in particular was just... Uh, it, it just was... I was firing on all cylinders. I got off to an early start, which I always love. I like, I like when I'm able to wake up in the morning um, early and just get going. Mm-hmm. I really like early mornings. And so just, yeah, it's a beautiful, it was a beautiful morning in Boulder, Colorado, just sitting out on my back, uh, in my backyard, um, finishing up, I was reading Shape Up by Ryan Singer and, Mm. um, it's just a really, it's just so nice. And then, uh, what did I do? I went for a, I went for a swim, uh, at the gym, been getting back into swimming a little bit. That's just super relaxing. And then, um, Knocked out some knocked out some client work that was like high impact. Uh, my anchor client has like a really important um, summit, you know, going on. Uh, so that mm-hmm. just that just felt like immediate, and he was thrilled. It was like, yeah, just like uh, it just felt it just felt good. And then this is a silly thing, um, but I I was talking so talking last week about going to the batting cage. Last was it was either last week or the week before, whatever. Yeah, it was last week. I think. Okay, okay. So the other thing I went and got is uh, it's called a rebounder. Um, so if anyone's ever played like lacrosse or baseball, it's I mean just imagine it's like a six foot by six foot frame with like this really like tight net in it, and so depending you you throw you throw the baseball at it and it like rebounds it right back to you. So if you don't, mm. so you can just like play catch. Or you can angle it back and like throw as hard as you can and it sends these, you know, big pop flies up or you angle it, you know, vertical or like a little bit tilted down, throw it really hard and uh, it'll, it'll send a grounder back to you. And so I was just like, spent, spent all this time in my backyard, just like reliving my baseball days. Um, it was, it was so great. <laughs> it was so great. But then, then, uh, you know, knock, knocked out some more client work in the afternoon, um, you know, tidied, tidied up some things and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and finally rounded out the day with, um, working on these, uh, wood cut or like l- linoleum cut prints that I'm, I'm working on for my wife's upcoming birthday. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was just a very inspiring day, uh, from, from top to bottom. Like if I could just relive that day over and over, I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty pleased. So I'm, I'm coming in today with a lot of, I'm coming in today with my, my cup is full. Um, and I'm, That's I'm, nice. I'm feeling good, man. Are you a morning person? I, yeah, I am. I am. I really Have you ever like, do you, were you always a morning person or did that change over time? Um, I, I mean, I, I feel like from, from early twenties on, I've noticed, yeah, I really like, I really like early mornings. Like when we were living in Dallas, there was this group of guys that we would regularly meet up for breakfast at 6am, you know, to talk about a book or some article or something. And it just feels, it, I don't know, there's just something that feels so good about 
getting going on a conversation before the sun is even up. There's just like, yeah, today's <laughs> today's going to be a good day. So I've, yeah, I've always enjoyed the mornings. What, what about you? Are you a morning person? Are you a night owl? I'm not a morning person, <laughs> no? that's for sure. <laughs> no, not at all. Nice. Nice. Like I like to sleep in, like I like to sleep overall, like sleeping is nice. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I, I, it usually takes a while until I get going in the mornings. Yeah. Um, like it's like getting up early and then getting into work right away. Tried that a couple of times. Doesn't, doesn't really work for me. I don't get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now this is, uh, there's, there's a natural segue here into my other podcast called Bright and Early um <laughs> which i was when i so i knew i wanted it, that i wanted it to be for early stage startups and i was doing the npr thing um where i was just like looking around for phrases that had the word early in it and when i saw bright and early i was like yes i love things that are bright and early <laughs> so jumped on jumped on that so what's yeah, what's like, got you sorry man what's what's got you feeling overwhelmed well, like uh, last Wednesday, uh, the day after we recorded, like it was one of those days where I had so many small to-dos that I basically spent all, all day doing tiny tasks that took, I don't know, 30 minutes max, but like a lot of them and all in different contexts. So I yeah, kept switching between that's... stuff and it was like, it was a horrible day overall. Oh, man. Um, and it hasn't gone, it hasn't been a lot better. Like, um. For some reason, there's a lot of small stuff coming into my email inbox recently, mm. and uh, that's just a bit overwhelming. Like just the sheer amount of small stuff that takes my attention that I need to need need to take care of. That's um, yeah, it's a bit annoying. Mm -hmm. What do you have a do you have a preferred way of of dealing with those small things? Like let them let them stack up until they're six hours worth, and then you just set that time aside or do you prefer to say oh, okay let's just let's just knock this out so that it's off out of my head usually i try to knock that out as far as i can so just to have it gone and away and right. done but like some of that like i have this one client that's basically on a support contract and they for some reason they just keep on sending small issues recently okay. and like one of the problems there was I, I, I tried to fix it in a, like just like go in there, fix it, push it, be done with it. But then I afterwards I realized I didn't spend enough time on it. Of course, I only fixed half of it and then mm -hmm. there came another email. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in a way I made it worse for myself <laughs> by not by by not spending a proper, I don't know, an hour or so on it and just trying to knock it out as fast as I can. Um but yeah, that's been a, a challenge uh, this week. Um, I also started uh, working on a new consulting project. I think I mentioned it last week. Got yeah. new, got a new yeah. client. You did mention, and um, that that's super exciting, like super fun project. But um, like, basically spent all of yesterday working working on that project and didn't get anything else done. <laughs> so all the all the new small tasks from yesterday I had to do today. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's a little bit crazy yeah. this week. Well, and it, it, so you were saying that that some of those small tasks coming in are on a on a support contract, and mm -hmm. so it's not even like you you kind of need to be responsive on that. It's not the sort of thing that you can let stack up to. Okay, half day's work I'm setting aside for this client. Like you yeah. have to be fairly responsive. 
I want to like, I think most of the stuff probably isn't that critical. But then again, I mean, it's an it's definitely an issue, and I I kind of want to get to it as quick as I can. But yeah, maybe I should slow down a bit and and try to to get more into batches and then work on them for like yeah. as I said half a day or so. Right. Uh, it's probably probably a better approach than quickly looking at it, fixing only half of it without realizing, well, and then like having to do it all over again uh, the next day. Yeah. So, the, ah, the, yeah. The, the, the trade-off, the trade-off there then is their assessment of customers, like your customer service, you know, how yeah. Yeah, you, you respond super quickly. They're ecstatic because you're always so responsive on your side. If you always respond super quickly, then, oh yeah, like I got sidetracked from this thing to do a 30 minute task that then yeah yeah but like i mean then again i tell them it's fixed and then they test it and it isn't fully fixed (laughs) also like (laughs) the third issue uh, (laughs) it's also not the best uh experience for them i guess that's man it's it's tough hey how did the um how did the office hours thing go i wanted to ask you about that yeah, like um, that was an interesting experience. Like a lot of people seem to like the idea. Great, like, you, you as well. I mean, you said it was was a nice idea. Got a lot of comments about, "Hey, that's cool, that's smart." But when we started office hours, there was like one guy. Okay, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's oh man. Well, listen, dude. I okay. <laughs> we gotta. Th- Gonna do some brainstorming on this. the re- The reason I did I didn't sign up is I was like, I I'm not going. They're they're going to have plenty of people signing up. I'll do a future one. Um, that's yeah. I, I I mean I was I was not entirely kidding on the show, and I was like, uh, I'll be there. Um, I just I ended up not doing it because I felt like ah, oh, there are probably people who need who who need that time a little bit more than more than me and i get to talk to benedict every week um yeah maybe everyone that, was like that that's real okay that's really surprising huh well so what are so what are y'all what are you thinking are you gonna are you gonna give it another give it another go well giving we're giving another go in october like okay. i think early october october 10th or something like okay. that okay um but yeah, I'm not entirely sure like what what we did wrong there. Like we announced it a couple of days early. We mm-hmm. set the topic so it would be easier for people to, I don't know, uh, decide if it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but then nobody showed up. Um. But I mean, who knows? Maybe I mean, it, it's a live event, so we're asking people for a slot in their calendar. That might right. be a problem. Yeah. And maybe the topic wasn't the right one. I mean. We said like the topic this time was like user tracking. Yeah. Um, maybe people don't have any questions about that. Yeah. But then are you, again, I feel go like ahead. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, are you are you are y'all trying to keep it in in the orbit of what user list does for your customers? Are you open to the idea of, hey, look, we've got a development design and and customer you know expert here on the team. Are are you running a SaaS? Ask us anything about that, or are are y'all trying yeah. to kind of keep it within the the domain of user list? I guess for this first one, we tried to keep it in the domain, but I'm wondering if it's like worth just opening it up, like ask any question, and we'll try to come up with a good answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, in in the end, it was it was so, like 
we didn't really talk about user tracking at all in that call. Like, okay, the the guy who showed up didn't ha- didn't have questions about that, so we talked about his his plans and his projects. Okay. Um. So I guess yeah, maybe the next time we don't set a topic or explicitly ask for questions about anything related to our expertise. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then we see. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope that y'all don't get too discouraged that the first one. Did not, was did not have as many people show up as as you expected. I I think it's a great idea. I genuinely bet that a number of people either yeah either had a different topic in mind or did what did what I did, which was yeah, who knows. Ah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my spot to somebody else this time around. I'll be a little. I'm gonna be a little bit more selfish next time. I think. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, cool. Um, October yeah, October you said. Keep us keep us posted. Keep or yeah, yeah, yeah. We we definitely announce it uh, once it's closer to the date. But I, I let me just check. It's userlist.io slash office dash hours. Okay. And there's the new date, and it's October tenth, eleven a.m. EST. All right. Well, you heard it. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Get signed up. Um. Hey, you've been a you've been a guest on a couple podcasts recently too. Yeah, th- that was one of the like small tasks uh, last week was uh, scheduling scheduling recording dates and uh, and showing up for recordings. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think those episodes are still to be released, but okay. um, yeah, I, I'll definitely tweet about it once they are. Cool. Um, but I feel like I should stop doing so many podcasts now. Otherwise, like. <laughs> I feel like I'm starting to annoy people when they show up in all their, like in all the podcasts they no. listen to. Oh, it's no. this guy again. <laughs> I, man, I, I feel like we got to have, uh, <clears throat> we need to ask Justin Jackson for a guest spot on here because he's someone I've like heard talk about on the marketing side. I, I feel this sometimes too. I, the, the feeling that you have of, oh gosh, I don't want to like keep annoying people or keep, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, there's something where you like, you have to say something seven or eight times before somebody even remembers it. Um, or, or we, yeah, we need, we need somebody on the marketing side to like set us straight <laughs> on yeah. that and, and convince us. No, you're not. It's, yeah, I mean, it's called exposure. I mean, it's, I think like, I think one of the problems uh, I have isn't so much of like being on a lot of podcasts but like being on a lot of podcasts at the same time yeah kind of gets no i think that's what you're supposed to do <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i feel like i feel actually like at some point people will just stop listening to those episodes because mm. I, think, oh, I already listened to that guy like yesterday on this other podcast and interesting uh, maybe yeah. they are probably still telling the same story over and over again um I, so, yeah. yeah, I listen, I, I understand the sentiment. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious what listeners, I'm curious what listeners think. I mean, that's like the whole, the whole way that somebody, you know, when they release a book, they like do the big speaking tour and they show up everywhere. I mean, there's gotta be a reason for that. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what you do, I guess. Yeah. And to be honest, I mean, no surprise there. That's exactly why we're doing it. Like, yeah. Yes. Um, 
uh, just like be out there and talk about uh, user, or uh, not necessarily talk about user list, but mention it at least in, right. in a couple yeah. of places. Yeah. Um, be out there, and be just everywhere. Hope it sticks. So yeah. that people end up. Oh, I keep seeing this. I keep seeing this user list. What this, what's this about? Yeah. Yeah. What uh, What else from your week? Um, I guess that's uh, the important stuff. Um, also started writing a new guest post for for uh, the Ruby Magic blog where I've been writing guest posts for the last couple of months. Um, that hopefully comes out soonish. I think next week or so. Cool. And I've been working on a on a talk for the upcoming Ruby meetup in Frankfurt, Germany. Um, but as I said, like a lot of a lot of small stuff going on and. Um, that's basically taking up all my time. Gotcha. So what about gotcha. you? Um, I listened to that, that uh, Rob uh, Fitzpatrick interview uh, yeah. today or yesterday. I think it was yesterday. And it, okay. that was a really good one. I should okay. really read that book. Thanks. Yeah. No, it's a, it was a good, it is, it is a good book. Um, so we, let's that's, see. That's the mom test. Yeah. Uh, for yeah, yeah, yeah. We, wondering. Should, we should say that Rob Fitzpatrick, <laughs> the mom test. Um, and it's, it's all of, it's, it's a, it's a, an approach to doing customer interviews. I think the tagline is, you know, how to, how to get people to, how to understand if your business is a good idea when everybody's lying to you. Um, mm. and so, I mean, it's a, it's a well-established, like it's a well-known thing, you know, that there are bad ways to do customer interviews. Um, the, if, if anybody listening is nodding their head along to Rob Fitzpatrick, you should also read lean customer development by Cindy Alvarez. Um, that's one that I had come across many years ago and have been following that, uh, that process. And there's a whole lot of overlap. Um, but anyway, what, what was, what was funny is we re- we recorded on Tuesday. We released on last, last Thursday, but I mentioned Tuesday that I had a couple of other interviews, uh, lined up to talk about the, like this idea I've got of remote work doesn't have to be lonely. And so it was great to be, you know, have Rob. <laughs> lined up as a as a guest you know that yeah. you know that that friday to talk to him about the very thing i'm like in the middle of and um it was yeah it's good so i think i've got a total i think i've done a total of six interviews now and so clear clear patterns that i'm hearing um this and all six people have been managers they've had direct reports um mm-hmm. you know i think that one person had six one person had 13 one person like 30 something direct report. So, you know, um, a good, a, a, a decent range at least. And, um, and so it's definitely important. Uh, the idea of employee happiness, employee wellness, um, it's, it's important or they, they've expressed that it's important. And then when I follow up with, well, what are you paying for right now to, to address this? Basically they, mm-hmm. they are all paying for tools. Um, and like got a, good list of a good list of tools some that i had heard of and some that i had never heard of um but they are definitely spending money to uh to do this um that's frankly that's not a very that was that did not come as like new information or a surprise to me um just the the industry of employee engagement and um employee performance like well established like billion dollar industry but that that the the people in my t- my potential target market with my people, yes, they are spending money on these things. Um, it definitely seems to be more likely that an, a remote employee is going to fill 
isolated or just not feel a part of the team if a large percentage of the team is at a head is at headquarters and mm. a smaller percentage are distributed remote employees. Um, definitely, I mean, it, it sure seems uh, it it seems like right now. Um, it, re- remote employees are less likely to express the feeling of, yeah, they don't get me. They don't care about me. Um, if the entire team is remote. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so like, uh, one, one thing that one of the managers I talked to, because they do have a lot of people who are co-located at a headquarters and then have some remote employees is that anytime there's an all hands, anytime there is a meeting, everybody is on zoom. So you don't have six people in a conference room sitting together and then like up on the big screen, you have the one or two remote employees like that makes them feel different. It's that if anybody is remote, then we are all sitting at our laptop. So mm-hmm. like that kind of reinforces that or that, that's that's just a really that's a they've done a great job of addressing this problem that a lot of people are expressing. So um. So where was I going with all that? That that yes, okay. So those are the those are the the patterns that are that are emerging. There are definitely some best practices that are that people are sharing. Um, what is not, I think, what is not clear at this point is okay. There's an obvious solution as well. Um, that could, that's that's a product solution. I think there, there's definitely yeah. somebody wants to be like a remote coach and go around helping teams implement these best practices and and help their remote employees feel like they're a part of a team, there's a business there. I don't want to run it. If you if you want to host <laughs> and facilitate um uh you know company company summits, uh retreats for remote teams because they should be doing these once or twice a year, which is what everybody mm-hmm. is saying. Um if you want to be that person and run that little boutique company, I think that that exists as well. I don't want to run it. <laughs> um, what what I'm starting to dig into now is okay. Um, getting back in touch with some of those folks and getting a little bit more detail on, you know, are there pieces of this that are that are continuing to fail you, um, and uh, and that sort of thing. But that's that's where it's that's where it stands right now. Hmm. So. Sounds like a lot of this is, is a is a people problem that's not easily solvable by software. Well, that's that's right. That's right. Um, which is and so let me where the way I'm still kind of forming this and, and thinking through it is there are there are a ton of people problems that the software doesn't solve, can't solve. Um, what it can do is monitor and inform. And so mm-hmm. that's if there. I, I think that you'd be crazy to try to think that you're going to build some sort of piece of software that is going to keep people from ever feeling lonely, or if they, <clears throat> pardon me, or if they do feel isolated, that the software is going to fix that. It's not. The goal would yeah. be like like a bunch of um, culture um, and engagement tools is to monitor and inform. And so mm-hmm. um, if I if I were to start you know, sketching out some thoughts and, and prototyping something, it would be around that idea, a tool for managers to monitor and keep them informed of 
you know, how, how either how are we implementing these best practices or how are our employees experiencing our implementation of it? Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, here's like, here are some things that we need to do better, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like you're also more focusing on like, um, like uh, hybrid teams with like remote people and co-located people. Yes. Is that right? Because that- like last week, I, I had the impression that you were like, you're, we're acknowledging that those groups exist, but you don't want to focus on it. And now this week, it yeah. sounds like it's probably the better idea. <laughs> yes, because because that's where the pain is most pronounced. Um, mm. and, uh, and I get some theories on that as well. But But it definitely seems like the people who are most likely to experience it are in companies where that it feels like there are different classes of employees. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. My, my first thought was, nope, remote, <laughs> a remote tool for a remote <laughs> first team. And it turns out that the pain is much more significant in, uh, in, in companies that began co-located and now are uh, incorporating remote, mm. remote hiring for all of the benefits that it has. But it was a it was an afterthought. Yeah, so. yeah. I feel like there's the saying that uh, uh, if one person is remote, the entire company is is a remote company. Mm-hmm. But it's I, I feel like that's probably a learning process for for the companies because it, yeah, it, it right like a lot of things change that aren't that obvious. Like for example, as you said, like having having calls not in a or meetings not in a meeting room with just just one person on a, yep. on the screen and everyone else in the room together but like having everyone on a remote call and stuff like that yeah yeah the the truth yeah. I've, I've heard that i've heard that phrase and like the the truth of it is probably if you have one remote employee you should act like a remote company not that mm. you are one i mean you yeah you should you should think yeah. like you are one so, yeah, I think yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, that's a good observation. Yeah. But I guess that's the hard part. I mean, like, there's no, no software can ever solve that part of like changing the behavior of people. Like, no, they will, like, if they still, like, what, what, what software cannot prevent them going into the meeting room and calling this one person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. not going to happen. Yep. Um, yeah. So, and, and, and you're all like, it sounds like you're mostly looking to like build a monitoring tool or a, a, well, like by, a feedback yeah, tool so or something by, like that. Say, say, wait, sorry. I, I talked over you. What was that? Like a feedback collection service or yes. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to, when I say monitoring, you know, I don't yeah, mean like. Yeah, it sounds like, very like big yeah. brother. Uh, <laughs> right. Big brother like. <laughs> I, I, I do not mean eavesdropping or like, uh, you know, yeah. anything behind. But but yeah, the, you know, an uh, automated check-ins um, and feedback collection specifically around uh, best practices for remote teams. Mm. Um, yeah. The que- so then the, the question is, is the pain significant enough that um the tools that they're currently using um would would they would they rather add add to their suite of tools or replace one that they're unhappy with with this Mm. so that's that's um i want to do a i want to do some more i I guess yeah that's that's the state that i'm at um you know at at some point at some point you have to 
get get busy building something and ideally don't don't build more than you should um yeah but i it definitely it does not feel like um yeah this nobody wants this nobody needs this i it feels clear to me that this is a this is a, an existing problem that companies are facing right now and i think it's very true that more companies will face it in the future um now uh is there given the current suite of tools available is there room in that market to offer something new or is it a is the market growing fast enough and large enough that actually yeah there's actually room for just another offering um Mm. you know the just because there are some current tools doesn't mean i shouldn't build one like yeah okay it means that there's a market there and i'll come into it with a point of view yeah yeah so do you have already have like something more concrete in mind or is it like uh just like something that collects feedback and keeps tabs on like (laughs) not literally no i don't yeah no uh, i don't have any i don't have any i don't have any sketches or any code written whatsoever but um yeah i mean in my in my head you know what's the the first set of the first set of things would be a you know, a Slack bot that asks, you know, X number of a short number of questions that would go through a decision tree uh, that would potentially end up at a suggestion either to the employee or to the manager uh, mm-hmm. based upon the responses. Um, then, you know, collected back at a, at a web application that, that displays the results of those surveys, you know, in a UI. Um, that's like, <laughs> Yeah, as as concrete that's as one, it's gotten, yeah, yeah. That, that's one idea. If 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 this were to be a product, that might be where you would want to start. Um, if it were to be a consulting company, like that feels super obvious, <laughs> what you would do there and what your content would even be um, on the product side. I want to. I'm going to start. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start working out some working out some sketches and uh, getting that in front of some people. Mm. What do you feel like is your like your target audience for this? Um, especially, I feel like there's a. I feel like this isn't a, really a problem for like smaller teams, like where you're like a handful of people. You probably don't need a tool like this. Like, I think that's true. What do you think is what do you think is the the baseline in in terms of employees or something, something like that, where it makes sense to use something like like a tool like this. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the people I talked to said that um, in, at their current team, this is not a problem because there's only five of them, four four or five. Um, but he said, "At my gosh, at my previous team, we could definitely have used something like this. Once we grew to fifteen people, it just started to feel like not everybody knew each other, and so you know, fifteen what plus, <laughs> you know." So, some yeah. some range within you know fifteen to twenty five or something uh, is where it begins to feel like you know the employees who were there at three and four start to lament the good old days um, mm. in lots of different ways. Like that's just a very common story, and so I would uh, I guess I I would my my first hypothesis that I would want to test on this would be um, yeah a team of a team of twenty five with a headquarters. Where there's like you know fifteen to twenty people at the at the headquarters, and five to mm-hmm. ten remote employees. That feels like ooh, 
yeah, they're probably feeling this pain. Um, that's, uh, based on what I know right now, that's where I would start and where, and where I would be interested in. Like, I think, I think definitely, you know, larger companies of, you know, 200 to 500 employees, um, which is not even a big company to me. That's giant. Um, but relative to what a big company is, even that's a small number, but, um, yeah. So something like in the, in the 20 to 200 employee range feels like where my, Mm. I would, my first area of interest and focus and likely match, um, it's it's probably there. Yeah, sounds like this was also a size where they probably have money to spend on something like exactly. this. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> like it's much important. Choice. Yes. Importantly, large enough <laughs> to have to outgrow <laughs> the free option. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. So I guess I'll I'll say I, I don't I don't have a I don't I don't have a specific idea in mind as to what I'll talk about. Um like what my exact next steps would be. I'm, I really am still trying to feel out, okay, Brian, is it time to start sketching? Um, or is there some additional validation to be done? Um, I, I feel like the next bit of validation is to start, start pulling together some possible solutions and trying to invalidate or validate those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm processing it out loud, literally with you right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> So, okay. Yeah, I mean, the the pain is pretty obvious there. Um, Yeah. As I said, it's probably hard to come up with a good, like, there's probably not a tool that could solve it. Fix it. Like, at least help surfacing it or preventing it in a way that you, like, have some early warning signs or something like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you learn anything, yeah, I, anything well, else? So like on, from- I guess on that, like I would, I want to, how I'm kind of thinking through it is new, new relic, new relic doesn't keep you from, uh, from deploying code that will, mm. you know, that will bust things. Um, it lets you know when you do. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, uh, I think that that would be my, my parallel approach. How's that land? <laughs> Yeah, like insights <laughs> for teams or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, did you did you learn anything like uh, anything interesting during the conversation in terms of best practices? How companies try to solve those problems right now? Like not software wise, but like or maybe also software wise, but like best practices wise, like behavior wise. Yeah. Any interesting yeah, patterns I've... you noticed? Well, I mean, I had. Um, a, a, many of them I had heard, uh, in response in, in, from, on comments of that initial tweet that I sent that got that traction. Um, people were saying, you know, this is not a problem for us because we do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so, um, and I, so if anybody wants to go back and look at it, like I tried to list all of them out, you know, that I had heard on the. Um, on that thread as they were coming in the the new one that I thought was pretty fascinating is the one that I did mention, which is um, just make sure everybody's on the same playing field and with video conferences um, pull up my I've got a Trello board with all of this uh, in it um, company retreats is one that ever like 
practically everybody mentioned. Um, so much stuff just around uh, the communications culture. Um, and that's, that is also kind of more of a, um, the, the way that it's communicated and enforced, uh, is not, what's, what's the right word here? It's, it's, it's like a process, you know, having, having certain rules in Slack, um, having certain expectations, like, um, if you want, if you want somebody, if something's time sensitive, it goes in this channel, if it's not, and that, and this is the default, um, that you're never expected to get back to, to respond in real time on Slack, you know, within 12 to 24 hours, um, then those are our processes and understandings. Like those are the things that people tended to, to communicate. It's like, these are our processes on how we, how we communicate. Um, and so, well, yeah, I guess related to that is some people had some interesting onboarding processes where, a new mm-hmm. a new hire is never onboarded alone. They hire in cohorts, and so this cohort of three new hires, even if they're in different departments, are their first day is the same day, and so they go through you know a two week onboarding process with company processes. Not just like here's your laptop, but here is how we use Slack. Here is how we use Zoom. There's a water cooler channel in Zoom where you can always dip in and just talk to people about nothing, like. Those those sorts of processes I thought were pretty pretty fascinating. So people are people are figuring out ways to solve for this. It's a real thing. Um, yeah. So it's fascinating to me. Also feels like there are a lot of um, like content marketing opportunities there. Like just having a website <laughs> with all those all those processes written down and outlined that would be yeah. already be super useful maybe yeah. even like organized by a uh, stage of the company like you can mm-hmm. start doing this when you're like five people or you should stop doing this when you're more That's... than 15 and then continue to something else like that would be useful i guess yeah yeah that's a good that's that's very true that is a really good point i'm gonna jot that down <laughs> yeah may, maybe you should I, I, yeah, I'm, now i'm talking you into stuff again. no i'm i'm um, not going to i'm not going to start doing content marketing before i have before you have an idea what uh, you want yeah five hundred dollars in mrr at least yeah we'll see okay okay we'll see um all right what else man anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't um you mentioned you mentioned that you finished reading shape up um like how long did it take you to read it uh four good sessions um okay and so uh, a buddy of mine who runs a design agency here in boulder reached out to me a little while ago and was like hey i've been wanting to read this i was like me too he said okay let's let's just put two dates on the calendar and we'll like you know mini book club this um and so, yeah, it's a total of like four sit-down sessions. Then it's it's in PDF. Um, I wish I could send it to my Kindle or like, you know, to try to print it out. It's like a couple hundred pages or that's not true, 140 something pages. Um, so I just read it in preview on my Mac, which allows you to highlight and annotate and add notes. It's not the best experience mm-hmm. in the world, but given the options, that's how I chose to read it. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, oh, that's it's it's a really good it's a really good read. It reads very it's reads very easy. They have practical examples. It's it's fascinating. I'd recommend it. I I have a feeling I should 
try to read it to until next next week or the week after and maybe we can talk about it because i i feel like it's uh it's it, like i mean you read it you know the inside yeah. but like from the outside yeah. it looks like a really useful book and i yeah. could probably use a learning or two from that yeah um, so uh, maybe i just like prioritize it a bit more and we can we can talk about it in an upcoming episode yeah, I would, would love to. I reached out to Ryan Singer. He's going to be a guest on Bright and Early. Uh, we haven't scheduled it yet, but um, nice. we'll, <laughs> I'll get a chance to talk to him about it on that podcast. So um, maybe we can talk about it beforehand too. I can bring any questions to him that you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should <laughs> probably read it very fast then. Yeah. <clears throat> you're you're really on fire on uh, with the podcast and uh, like <laughs> the other podcast and especially on Twitter. Like I feel like, Every day, there's at least one insightful thread thread by you uh, in in my well, Twitter feed. Well, thanks for saying that. It, I, I was trying to, I was thinking about this too. This, as far as the, something about podcasting right now, and it's been around for a decade. Um, but podcasting right now reminds me of how it felt when, like, in the mid '90s and late '90s, where like you could just pe people just had weird and random websites, you know. Um, and, uh, and now it feels like to, you know, to be able to have a podcast is like get a hundred bucks worth of recording material, um, and get an interesting topic and, and start sharing and, and thinking about it. And what has definitely felt true now that like still only, a, you know, a couple of several months in is that it does feel like, um, it's a really great creative outlet. Um, where topics start to get tied together, ideas. Hey, Benedict was talking about this. I just read about this over here. And I talked to this, uh, you know, this lady, you know, two months ago about the same topic. And I don't know. It just it feels it feels really good. You start creating things, and ideas start to connect, and it just all builds momentum and becomes greater than the sum. So, if anybody out yeah, there is yeah, thinking yeah. about starting a podcast, you should. <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely fun yeah cool anything else you want to talk about this week uh no no not for me um yeah i don't have any specific next steps to take other than to sit down and decide what my specific next step is so i will i'll report on that sounds good then let's yeah. wrap it for this week i guess let's wrap it then uh, show notes, uh, slowandsteadypodcast.com. Yep. And Twitter at slowsteadypod. Let us know what you think. <laughs> Tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good talking to you. Yeah, indeed. See you next week.